0: So today we are reading from Matthew chapter 18, verse 6, and that is the only verse we're going to read today. So Jesus says, if anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. So these are some of the kind of words of Jesus that are a little bit surprising. I think generally when we think of Jesus, we think of the caring, loving, grace-filled, and I believe that is ultimately the picture of God we get in Jesus. Jesus is always reaching out to people with grace. And so this, this statement sounds a little bit harsh when we first hear it, and we might wonder, what are you getting at here, Jesus. If anyone causes these little ones, and we say, remember, the little ones um, being children, and Jesus said, we all must change and become like these little ones, children, in order to inherit the kingdom of God. But then he goes on to say, if anyone causes one of these little ones, and and there's a little hyphen in, in my Bible here, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and uh, drown in the depths of the sea. Now, that's a pretty harsh statement. Why is Jesus using hyperbole here? Why is he exaggerating? Why is he, I mean, it's kind of, why is he making such a harsh statement? And I think we we can look at current history to understand that so many people who who have become maybe atheistic or who have written off God altogether in some sense, whether they call themselves an atheist or not, maybe just written off the church. Um, Many of those stories, if you sit and talk to people like I do, it's pain that's been caused or it's some person in their past that they got an understanding of God. And many of those understandings are really not good pictures of God. And so Jesus is warning that it's so important for us when people exercise faith to be, be careful with how we treat them. Don't let them stumble. Don't be the cause of their stumbling. Don't place that stumbling block in front of them. And so the way that we love, the way that we live in front of these people who are exercising faith to believe is important. That's why it's important how a church community acts. That's why the church is called to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth, Jesus said, his followers should be. Things that bring out the best, things that bring out the flavor in the world, uh, things that shine goodness in the world. When we claim to be one sort of person and then we live like another sort of person as a Christian, Um, When we claim to be those who are loved by God and who love others, and when our lives don't show the fruit of the Spirit, um, it can be a stumbling block for people. And I think Jesus here, not just talking about children, although especially talking about children, what is the picture of God we're giving to our children in the way we love them, in the way we care for them. Yesterday I had the sweetest thing. There was a, a young man who doesn't go to our church, but his cousins do. But he wrote me all these notes. We were writing notes to our teachers um, to give them gift cards at the beginning of the school year to say, we love you, we're praying for you. Um, And we were writing notes to these teachers and the little kids were were writing like, thank you, or we love you. But he kept bringing me these notes that says, I love pastors, or pastors are great, with the word great, G-E-R, great, you know, like, like Tony the Tiger would say. But this kind of just, um, children want to believe, they want to have faith, uh, they want to trust. Um, and so Jesus is saying, protect that. Like, don't wreck that for people. Because when you do, then you can send them down some really rough paths in their lives. And so I would say that's not just for children. It's for those who have become like children and begin to believe that, that those of us who claim this name Christian that hopefully our lives begin to look more and more like Christ, and we begin to look like what we talk about. One of the things that's happened more recently in history, and I say recently, I mean like, you know, in the last few hundred years, um, but we we have lived in this age of reason. So we have separated our mind from our heart. And this is one of the things in my own life I'm wrestling with, just struggling to, because I'm a theologian, so I got a lot of stuff in my mind. Um, I'm a pastor, so I read a lot. There's a lot of mind stuff that goes on, but I'm my prayer as of late has been more and more, God, I, I just want the things that I know to be really expressed more and more in my feet and in my heart. So not to know something without living it or even feeling it within me, like having it sink deep into my heart because sometimes that's where the disconnect happens for us. And so since this age of reason happened, you know several hundred years ago, we we're really tempted to know something but to live something different. And Jesus says, um, don't cause these little ones to stumble. And, and I think we need to be careful with hyperbole. Jesus uses hyperbole a lot, exaggeration to to make his point, you know, like it's like when he says, Um, you know, if you lust after a woman, you should rip your eye out or cut your hand off. Like, this is not what Jesus really expects from us. He doesn't expect us if someone causes someone to stumble, to to put a a rock around their neck and throw them in the lake, because that would be murder, okay? Uh, But what Jesus is saying is here, it's so important. Don't even think about causing someone to stumble. And, And this is something most people in our society don't think about a lot, is that I'm not just responsible for myself. Now, that's how we've been trained. But I'm also responsible for the people around me. And that's what the Christian message really is. It's not just about me and Jesus. Now, a lot of people, even churches, will espouse that kind of doctrine. That, that, you know, it's it's just me and Jesus. As long as I get right with God and I'm walking, you know, just me and Jesus walking down the road to heaven. Um, But how could you really do the things of Jesus without other people around, right? Like, how can you love your neighbor as you love yourself if you're not walking with other people? And so sometimes in a community, maybe I won't do something that I'm perfectly free to do. It's not that God's saying not to do it, but I won't do it because it might cause someone else to stumble. So there were things like this in the Old Testament, eating meat sacrificed to idols. So, so Paul would say, hey... There is no such thing as an idol, and if if it doesn't bother you to eat that meat because idols aren't real, because there's only one God, then eat it. But if you have a brother or sister that's going to be caused to stumble by your eating, then don't do it. And so maybe today what we want to think about is my life is not my own. First of all, my life is God's. And second of all, my life is about other people too. And so if something I'm doing causes one of these little ones, or we could say little ones in the faith, like new believers, to stumble, then is it worth me doing it? Even if I'm perfectly free to do it, it's not a sin. The question is, where does my responsibility for others trump even my personal responsibility? And Jesus says it's so important. It is so important not to lead little ones. And I would say little ones meaning actual children, and I would say little ones meaning young people in the faith, whether they're 65 years old and they just became a Christian or not. Um, That that our responsibility as Christians, as disciples of Jesus, is not just to ourselves. If we're really going to love our neighbor as we love ourselves, then our responsibility is to other people as well. And so today, I hope as you go through this world, as you find yourself um, in different places, you will not just think about what is God asking me to do and what does this Christian thing have to do with me, but you might actually look around you and say, how can I give up even my rights, even freedoms, to serve another person? And that's what Jesus did when he became human and when he became obedient, Philippians says, to death, even death on a cross. So, mature faith and maturing faith means that we don't just look at ourselves and Jesus anymore. It means that we understand that our actions have consequences, not just for ourselves, but also for everybody around us. Selfish people, and I would say, There's always selfishness in sin. So when we get caught up in sin, we don't think about anybody other than ourselves. If you look at the progression of faith, more and more, our self should be pushed to the background. First of all, God should have the supreme place in our life. And then other people's needs, their wants even, Uh, should become more of our focus than pleasing ourselves. So today, maybe there's somebody you can serve wherever you find yourself, at work, uh, kids even at at school, uh, if you're retired, in your family, whoever you're going to encounter today, how can you serve? How can you lay down your life for someone else? And how can you make sure that you're not causing someone else to stumble? Because Jesus thinks it's a really big deal. He even exaggerates to the point where he says it's better just to have a stone put around your neck and thrown into the sea. I don't think Jesus is advocating murder. I think what Jesus is doing is saying it's really, really important that we live lives that don't cause other people to have a bad view of who God is and what his kingdom is about. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning, and I hope you have a great day.